If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of March 6, 2022. The podcast that wants to be a Spanish flea. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's vervinate the news of the bogus. So, first off, in the interests of honesty and accuracy, I'm going to have to say I was wrong. Way wrong. I never thought Putin would be idiotic enough to attack non-military targets outside of Donbass. He had to have known that would have embroiled him in a war with pretty much the entire West. Of course, he was likely facing that anyway, but that still doesn't explain it since it's not in any way obvious what he thinks he gains from it. The humanitarian disaster alone does nothing to help his cause, especially in places that were without water, power, and heat for five days. Thousands have been killed, and upwards of a million are refugees. What's really idiotic is what he thought he had to gain by taking out a nuclear power plant. Okay, sure, take out the power infrastructure, that's a typical thing in war, but one, he could have done that much more effectively by taking out the power transformers. And then there's two, how people would react to it. And this is where it's hard to know who's dumber, Putin or the people hitting the panic button over it. I mean, attacking Europe's biggest nuke plant isn't the smartest move, but it's not Armageddon either. But despite Ukrainian officials assuring everyone the facility was safe, the White House and the Pentagon still cried catastrophe. Linda Thomas-Greenfield, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., said that the world narrowly avoided a nuclear catastrophe, showing that she doesn't have the first clue how nuclear power works. Just so we're all clear on this, there is no way possible that a nuclear power plant can explode like a nuclear bomb. The laws of physics will not allow it. Both plant operators and the IAEA have confirmed that, although Ukraine no longer has control over the plant or its nuclear material, the reactors were undamaged. But that's because reactors everywhere are put inside three-foot-thick concrete and steel containment buildings. Well, everywhere except Russia. Thankfully, NATO so far has avoided embroiling itself into the conflict, which could escalate things into a third world war. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said, quote, We have a responsibility as NATO allies to prevent this war from escalating beyond Ukraine, because that would be even more dangerous, more devastating, and would cause even more human suffering. Putin isn't even winning hearts and minds at home. He's having to increase crackdowns on dissent and has arrested thousands of anti-war demonstrators. He's also been engaging in censorship of the news media, although, let's face it, Russians are used to that. They're also not alone. Google, for example, has banned RT throughout Europe. And then there's what will be covered in the next story. They say there are no good guys in a war. It also seems as though there are no intelligent guys either. If you're looking for a way to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. 
Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. You can also use the library credits you created Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. So I guess the way you combat censorship is more censorship. At least that seems to be the tactic Ukraine is using as they ask the Internet Corporation for assigned names and numbers to disconnect Russia from the rest of the Internet. Just one more way Ukraine isn't anywhere near as noble as the news media is making them out to be. The Ukrainian representative to ICANN, Andriy Nabok, sent a request to ICANN saying, quote, Revoke, permanently or temporarily, the domains .ru, .su, and Cyrillic .rf. This list is not exhaustive and may also include other domains issued in the Russian Federation. And because he has no clue how security works and how this would put the rest of the world at serious risk for malware, quote, contribute to the revoking for SSL certificates for the above-mentioned domains. He also requested that the DNS root servers in Russia be shut down since that would do... absolutely nothing. He also said he'd be issuing a separate request to withdraw all IPv4 and IPv6 addresses from Russian internet registries. He said that all of this was necessary, quote, for reliable information in alternative domain zones, preventing propaganda and disinformation. As basically the rest of this podcast will show, that's just not going to do it. All it's going to do is prevent Russians from getting reliable information from elsewhere. Really, they'd just be giving Putin what he wants. He'd love to cut Russia off from the rest of the world's internet so he could control completely what people are allowed to see. But while this would do absolutely nothing to hinder those in the Russian government who can get access all sorts of other ways, this is an incredibly odious punishment on the Russian people, especially those who are against the war. It will significantly impede their efforts to organize and evade censorship and crackdowns by the Russian government. It would also basically cut off the rest of the world from getting information as to what's happening in Russia. The Atlantic Council's Cyber Statecraft Initiative fellow Justin Sherman said, quote, This is a huge request from Ukraine. It's very likely ICANN will just say no. The Kremlin is spreading tons of propaganda and disinformation about Ukraine, but this is not the way to go about addressing it. In fact, ICANN has thankfully rejected the request already, as has RIPE, the regional internet registry for Europe, the Middle East, and parts of Central Asia. Their network coordination center explained, quote, It is crucial that the RIPE NCC remains neutral and does not take positions with regard to domestic political disputes, international conflicts, or war. This guarantees equal treatment for all those responsible for providing Internet services. This is a fundamental reason why the RIPE NCC has been able to maintain its operations in the way it has for the past three decades, 
It also means that the information and data provided by the RIPE NCC can be trusted as authoritative and free from bias or political influence. Failure to adhere to this approach would jeopardize the very model that has been key to the development of the Internet in our service region. The Executive Board also expresses solidarity with those operators who have the difficult task of maintaining Internet access to assist the people suffering from the terrible effects of armed conflicts and war. The Internet Society criticized the move as well, saying, quote, These proposals miss something fundamental about the Internet. It was never designed to respect country borders. The idea of unplugging a country is as wrong when people want to do it to another country as it is when governments want to do it to their own. Unlike most historical communication methods, the Internet is astonishingly resilient when conditions for connection are bad. It's not magic, it won't end wars or invasions, but it is a great tool for humans to use against their oppressors. The Internet allows people who would otherwise be silenced to speak, so it should be no surprise that there are people the world over trying to undermine the Internet. Russia has been trying for over a decade, with limited evidence of success, whatever the Kremlin has said, to be able to unplug from the Internet. The Internet puts decisions about connections into the hands of people who want to connect. It's a frightening idea to those who want to control the messages, but it's what has made the Internet a resource to enrich people's lives. We must not ease the path for those who hate the Internet and its ability to empower people. We must fight the suppression of the Internet. This means making sure connectivity does not stop for anyone. It means ensuring that strong encryption, which protects ordinary communications, but also allows political discourse in the face of censorship, is always possible. It means making sure the critical properties of the Internet are not undermined by legislation, no matter how well-meaning. It means making interconnections cheap and easy and ubiquitous so that all networks are reliable and robust systems that can be made from unreliable parts. It means dedicating ourselves to ensuring that the Internet is for everyone. Of course, it'd be even better if the Internet didn't have its few authorities like I can to begin with who'd even be capable of doing this. Another reason why we need serious moves for complete decentralization. If you're on the Wi-Fi in the coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age, so go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world, and they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Similarly, some other morons have thought it's a wonderful idea to launch DDoS attacks against Russia's internet infrastructure. 
Russia's National Coordination Center for Computer Incidents has released a list of over 17,000 IP addresses and 166 domains it says are behind the attacks. Domains and IPs listed include ones belonging to the FBI, the CIA, USA Today, Georgian news outlets 24 News and Mega TV, and Ukraine's Correspondent Magazine. They issued advice to Russian organizations including logging, changing passwords, disabling automatic updates, disabling third-party plugins, and ring-fencing networks, which means not allowing network devices to access anything outside of their direct authorization. They also explained how to secure DNS from spoofing and keep an eye out for phishing attacks. I will disagree with one aspect of that. Instead of relying on local DNS servers, which might be subject to Russian censorship, Find a reliable DNS over HTTPS or DNS crypt provider. It was inevitable that the war on bits would come into play at some point, and Russia can play that game as well as anyone else. Time will tell what the fallout of any retaliation will be. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling, or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I, Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 apiece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now it's time to hamstring this week's Biggest Bogun Emitter. Former Senator, former First Lady, former Secretary of State, and permanent psychopath Hillary Clinton has never been one to let a good tragedy go to waste, and true to form, is ready to leap on all the dead bodies of the Ukraine war as an excuse to attack cryptocurrencies. She attacked cryptocurrency trading platforms that continued to service Russian users, once again calling for a regulatory framework. Never mind the fact that cryptocurrency may be the best way for anti-war Russians to raise money without their government stopping it or finding out. It's bad enough that they've mandated KYC pretty much everywhere, meaning that the identities of those who exchange fiat for crypto are up for grabs by any government they'll cave to. She went on MSNBC's Rachel Maddow show to bleed, quote, I was disappointed to see that some of the so-called crypto exchanges... Wait a minute, what do you mean so-called? They are crypto exchanges. Is she trying to denigrate them in some way? Anyway, quote, Not all of them, but some of them are refusing to end transactions with Russia for some philosophy of libertarianism or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Another way of dismissing something she has no way of responding to rationally. 
Her comments include popular worldwide exchanges such as Binance and Kraken, both of whom have said that most of their users are against the war and that it will be against the principles of the crypto industry to freeze their accounts. Quote, Everybody, and if there has to be legal or regulatory pressure, everybody should do as much as possible to isolate Russian economic activity right now. So basically, same argument as in the last two segments. This would do a lot more to damage the Russian people, especially anti-war activists, than it will anyone in the government. Quote, That pressure will absolutely impact Putin. How? You really think that Putin is using crypto and relying on it for some reason? When he basically has complete control over the ruble? Unthinking Yes Woman Maddow vacuously gave not-at-all hard-hitting responses, saying that crypto needed to be regulated so that it, quote, couldn't serve as an escape hatch in the case of, you know, multilateral action to try to, uh, to, to try to, um, lock people out from specific currency for national security reasons. And that was the most intelligent thing she said in the whole segment. But to show you what an unashamed sociopath Clinton is, listen to this bit, quote, I think the Europeans should look hard at how they can prevent the crypto markets from giving an escape hatch to Russia, both governmental and private transactions in and out of Russia. Governmental and private. Screw the Russian people too, right? It's her own fault too, being born in the wrong country and all. She ticked off all the boxes, including, quote, an excuse for money laundering. She also showed how much she was willing to outright lie about the conflict when she opined about, quote, some kind of global conflict where dictators can decide that they're just going to try to take over countries just because they wake up one morning with no provocation at all. See the previous podcast for what an unbelievable lie that is, beginning, as she well knows, back in 2014 during the Obama administration. And she said that crypto regulation was needed to, quote, rein in the leaky valves in the crypto market that might allow Russia to escape the full weight of the sanctions. Sanctions which, again, as she well knows, harm the people of the country while doing little, if anything, to harm the government. But back in November, she was claiming that crypto has the potential for, quote, destabilizing nations. And now she wants crypto regulation in order to destabilize a nation. Yes, she wants to be the one to decide which nations get destabilized and which ones don't. Does anyone want to argue with me describing her as a psychopath? So all of that makes Hillary Clinton this week's biggest Bogani meter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. 
Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's organize this week's Idiot And this week, it goes to Israel's Channel 13 for their exclusive footage of the Russo-Ukrainian War, which included footage of stormtroopers and a downed TIE fighter. It didn't take long at all for the fake news media and propaganda mongers to release all sorts of fake pictures and video about the war, including footage and pictures from years ago, some of which aren't even from Ukraine, such as a Palestinian activist made out to be a Ukrainian girl confronting a Russian soldier, as well as completely fake stories like The Ghost of Kiev, which was based on footage from a video game. But so far, this is the first time any one of them has passed off Star Wars as war footage. The video was produced several years ago by Disney and Lucasfilm for an all-Star Wars satellite channel in Germany. It features dashcam footage of a car driving down a snowy roadway and going past a crashed TIE fighter with a stormtrooper outside leaning against it as if waiting for help. The original footage featured a Star Wars logo watermark at the bottom that was covered by the network. All sorts of misleading footage from Syria, Lebanon, Libya, and Palestine have all been falsely attributed to Ukraine. But this is the first time using footage from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And the media wonders why so few people trust them these days. The entire internet took to laughing at them, like MM News who tweeted, Okay, I am done. I thought I've seen it all, but this is a whole new level of stupid. Carolinian Green tweeted, The propaganda is completely beyond the pale. All I can do is laugh at this point. And Nicholas Kadar tweeted, Why is this happening? Why are news media engaging in this? Because that's what they do, Nicholas. Get used to it. So all of that makes Israel's Channel 13 this week's Well, that wraps up this There hasn't been a war run this badly since Olaf the Hairy, king of all the Vikings, ordered 80,000 battle helmets with the horns on the inside edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar, and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Smedley Butler. War is just a racket. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of people. Only a small inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the masses. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity.
We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.